Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your Corporate Global Football Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Haas, and this is your Week 14 Recap. Let's take it on down to Frito-Lay Field, where Noah and his flaming hot cheetahs look to get into the playoffs. But the Gotham Knights and Russell Wilson Dalvin cooked this week with a 35.2 touchdown performance. But Wilson got mixed up as DKAF paid, and Tyler pop dropped and locked it for the Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, 173.7. Flaming Hot Cheetahs, 129.96. Whoop! 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 We go now to the popular ballers and teach Spider-Man No Way Home is in theaters this Friday. The popular ballers tried forming their own Sinister Six with villainous efforts from KJ, Norman Osborn, and Alan the Lizard, Lazard. But it was as if Spider-Man himself smashed a Derek Carr on the ballers' heads as they now have no way to lose the number one pick. The Bruise Matthews snatched the victory of a bye week from the jaws of defeat as James Conner led the way with 33 points while he sang out Aaron, Mr. Jones and me, count up all the touchdowns and we secure a first round playoff bye. And they were assisted by Mark Zuckerberg Andrews, who perfectly lathered up the GM's sunburn prone face with 11 receptions on 11 targets. And the Bruise surfed by the ball, 214 to 98. All right. We go down to the home of the feudal queen, Katie, as the matriarchs host Wyatt and the winner faces. The matriarchs, with not much to play for, showed it this week as Dalton Schultz and the matriarchs running backs get Charlie Brown with Peppermint Patty Mahomes, fumbled the ball but scored two touchdowns as the winner faces walk at home for first place this regular season. Winner faces 143.24. Matriarchs 106.62. I phoned it in this week, Teach. That's all right. A heartfelt congratulations on behalf of us here at Corporate Global Football Podcast to the touchdown to Navi, who scored the highest points in a week in history with, huh? Huh? Highest scoring roster ever includes Nick Westbrook Ikeen? Huh? 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 Forming a new big three with Josh Allen, George Kittle, and Hunter Renfro, the Abbey had not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven players. Oh, look at that counting. Wow, boom. Josh, don't call me Ray Allen, said, when you roster bait, thinking about me scoring points, switching back and forth between the ground and the air as he rushed 100 yards in a TD to cap off a 36-point day. It was a bad high for the Marley Magic as two players were started who didn't play Sunday, and Sterling Shepard couldn't use his Matthew Stafford to herd the Magic to a victory. Randy Travis Kelsey wasn't able to show TDA the full Randy, getting up only a chub as he and Nick scored just 16 points combined to lose to the Abbey, 86 And finally, we go down to the meeting of the brothers as Brady and the God Kings head on down to the pit to face off against his brother, Colton. It seems the Pit Kings thought they were playing some Marco Garoppo Polo instead of football this week as Rodgers and the Devontae Adams family cash in on six touchdowns, even with Kirk Cousins' it with two interceptions to go with his two touchdowns. God Kings, 179.18. Pit Kings, 50.24. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It's playoff week here at Corporate Global Dynasty League. Wow, can you believe it? Already here. I really wow. can't. I should it... put the mic in front of my face. I was too excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm coming right off, coming hot off of the uh, off of, off the two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I feel bad for my microphone because I didn't move it. So good luck uh, editing this one. It uh, should be interesting to see how that peaks. Oh. Um, 
but that was that was uh, a lot of fun to start the show. Uh, probably will never do it again. That was so hard. But um, Spicer, there's so much to talk about. So many places we could start. Um, I want to start kind of with the most recent thing that happened and really just uh, start with your matchup, actually. I think that is probably the biggest story, the, the biggest movement, or I guess it didn't move, but it almost did. As you keep your playoff bye, as you ride James Conner to that bye, uh, how does it feel? Holy cow, what a ride. What an emotional yeah. roller coaster. And the Monday Night Miracle. Yeah, and it's it's unreal, but also just like what an incredible week. And, you know, it would have been frustrating for me on the because it would have been my second season in a row to be to have lost by like point differential for the bye week. And I was really afraid it was going to be very close at the same yeah. time. I know how painful it is to have to be like, oh, I need to score as many points as I can and to score the most ever in history but then the person who you're scoring <laughs> against to score the second most in the same week yeah in the last week of the season That's crazy. it's like an unbelievable storyline yeah. i can't believe that it happened in like our fantasy league i kept thinking like this is, can't be real life yeah you couldn't make that up uh the points for record be, be, being broken twice in one week between the two teams that were in a battle four points so um Great effort. We would have been celebrating you even more if, if Rob hadn't done what he did. Um, the crazy thing about your performance is, like, I guess, you you know, you did have the two guys in the 30s, Andrews and James Conner, um, but there was no, like, 40-point explosion or, like, anything like that. There was just a ton of guys who did amazingly well. Um, kind of surprising to me that it all adds up to 214. Yes. Now, I... I am surprised by that too. I think the biggest thing is I only had two players, three players not score at least one rushing touchdown. And I yeah. had three players score two. So it with yep. Taysom, Aaron Jones, and James Conner, they all rushed for two or like had six, six point touchdowns. Yeah, that was, uh, that was what I why I did the counting crows reference in the yeah I loved the, that the rundown because there was yours just was so just many amazing. touchdowns. Amazing, your your rundown was incredible. Uh, I appreciate it. I figured that since I only had two, I I should try a little harder than. Um, well, I guess there is no average because I've never done it before, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was very difficult to do, um, as you know very well. But yes, a uh, great game, lots of touchdowns, and honestly, just kind of average games for. Uh, Svon Diggs, if not below average for him, and uh, Mari Cooper. So, uh, you know, you got to like where you're where you're sitting headed into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to get everyone a little rest, and we'll uh, reevaluate. I'm mostly glad because I have some players like the James Conner, Chase Edmonds that I need. I'm glad to have a week to sort out mm. what that's going to yeah. look like in the Ravens' offense now with Lamar potentially out. I'm just I right. have some, I have some weird I have a few things where I'm like ooh I don't lo don't love the situation so yeah and you get Jalen Hurts back for Zach Wilson um, assuming he's is I think he should be ready uh, but at least by the time you another you know benefit of the bye week he should be ready by then so yeah. that's good um, on the baller side um, you know <laughs> like I said Alan Lazard had a good game uh, KJ Os Osborne had a good game. Other than that, not much of note. Yeah, I I think that uh, Javante 
again, just being like the Broncos are pounding the rock. Um, and he's so good. I think he's amazing and just love him. Uh, I do want to talk about the Jalen Guyton, who's been kind of like a picked up pass. Like this always happens, <laughs> like just yeah. has a game or two streak in him. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? Because he seems to be one of those people where people are just waiting, right, for him to really get going. Yeah, he's had two good weeks in a row. Um, I think, like, Keenan Allen is getting older. I don't know if he will fall off a cliff or, or, or if he'll have more like a DeAndre Hopkins thing where maybe he, next year he slows down a lot and then goes away. I don't know. But I think there will be eventually another guy there. Um with Mike Williams probably still too. I don't know if it's going to be him or Josh Palmer. He has a lot of hype as well for the Chargers. But um, yeah, Guyton is in that year three window. So maybe this is him kind of breaking out. Yeah. And uh, and Van Jefferson just having a great solid season. Yeah, he really is. Um, I, have, I had traded him away in two other leagues and um, kind of regret it a little bit honestly uh he's a top 30 receiver now um and i know robert woods got hurt and that's part of his thing but again robert woods is another old receiver who may not be there forever yeah and you know van jefferson's not like a league winner but he's great for if you're competing to get you through some get you through some stuff you know yeah great depth flex flex guy for sure all right um let's see let's let's do the uh, we already talked about Touchdown Navi a little bit, so let's go ahead and give them their due praise. Uh, congratulations, Touchdown wow. Navi. Hopefully, this record stands for longer than a week this time. Yeah, I think it will. I have a feeling. Yeah, it will. <laughs> I think so too. Um, a- amazing game, uh, top to bottom. Really, even had Mike Glennon. That that one is maybe more shocking than the uh Nick Westbrook Ikeen one. <laughs> the fact that those two guys made up two of the ten starting positions is hilarious to me. Yeah, it would be great to have a snapshot as part of our league history. Right. Tyreek Hill on an 11-point week and Mike yeah. on a 20-point week. Right. Um, that is very funny. Um, George Kittle, I mean, what else can, do we have to say at this point? Um, just a second 40-point week back-to-back. Um, it's starting to give me remnants of the... Uh, the magic run last year with Kelsey, uh, which almost gave them a title. And you got to think that um, whoever gave you that advice on the tight end leading the way, um, maybe they were right. <laughs> yes. I, I do think they were right. I, they it just, makes me nervous. They're just, they are broken. Um, yeah. Waller uh, helped win Katie a championship last year. And um, yeah, the two scariest teams are yourself and, and Rob with those two big tight ends. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I will say it is insane to me that George Kittle is the third tight end and he's he's missed three <laughs> games. Yeah. And they weren't even themselves in the first like half of the season either. Um he has a two point game in there as well. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's definitely impressive. Wow. Holy cow. Um otherwise Josh Allen had another big game. Um and uh hunter renfro hilarious i I was trying to figure out a more specific way to work him into the rundown just because i think it's crazy that he had 13 receptions um but i i couldn't think of anything yeah he 
he is i mean i know we sort of talked about but he is that player i can just never be sold on even though he's been Mm -hmm. good now for or like you know does what he does for the last two seasons which is just like he was solid last year like he he just gets you like nine to 12 points like jacoby myers and then this year he's just been like jacoby plus especially these last few weeks yeah i agree um and i was thinking looking uh at at this lineup for tda um it seems like he finally decided to start aj green on the right the right week <laughs> like that seems to be a running joke that uh he always gets aj green in there at the worst time um but i just had this kind of idea floating i wonder if someone were to go back through each weekly report from weeks one through 14 and look at the efficiency that little percentage where you know you start your best lineup um i do wonder how if if tda would be leading in that like cumulatively um i still just think like you know this week there were some buys but if you just look at their bench like it's crazy that they broke the record and then there just wasn't really anybody else there on the bench and and i know rob took that as a, a hit last week but i really i'm not saying it's a slight it's just more surprising yeah i i i was thinking about this same question and i think that the best like the fastest way to do it is like we can take just the max points for and your actual points for and just see who had the and see how close like or, yeah the difference is yeah you're probably right um because i thought about doing that as like a an analysis at the end of, you know for our end of year wrap up so if i think that that could be interesting yeah well. yeah that's that that makes a lot of sense um I'm sure that the winter faces are up there as well um, in that category. Um, <clears throat> on the other side of this one, we had, um, oh, my, my weeks got off here. Uh, we had Marley Magic. Uh, like I said in the rundown, I got a couple guys play that didn't even uh, play this week. Um, I didn't happen to notice her. Um, I would have uh, tried to say something to him, but it would, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. But, uh, this is one where you just want to throw away the tape if you're the magic. Not much here to to, to be happy about. <laughs> yeah, and not much difference with subs. It's you're saving for the future. You got bench spots. You got picks. Yeah. Not much going for you there, but uh, they do secure that second overall draft pick for next year. <clears throat> um, in the third draft spot next year will be the Pit Kings, who kind of did the same move two weeks in a row where they fainted maybe like going for it and then they just tanked hard uh scoring 50 points in the second iteration of the game of thrones as uh, the god king secure their uh second playoff spot this year or uh, in the in history with the sixth spot that's right they sneak into the wild card game here with a I didn't know if this was going to... So this is something that I do hate is for record-keeping in history with, like, the God Kings had a losing record making the playoffs mm-hmm. at yeah. 13 and 15, and I was like, hmm, don't know about that. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, it happens in the NFL from time to time. It'll happen even more now with the... Uh, extra game and wild card probably there'll be a year another year where it'll happen I think 
he would have had a losing record. He he would have been six and seven without the median. Two. Oh, interesting. So, so yeah, either way, happens. yeah. Um, you know, my uh, my high school won state championship when I was a junior uh, in football, and they went into the playoffs five and seven, and then won out six games in a row and, and won. So you never know. Uh, sometimes records don't matter, right? Oh my gosh, Hunter, this explains your sports optimism so much. What an amazing <laughs> story! Like yep. that is incredible. Yeah, it it was a very exciting run. The the only sad part about it, and I I don't think he's listening. I guess it, by accident he could be. But Sam, uh, Sammy Ringo in our other league, um, he was our starting quarterback, oh. uh, and they they benched him uh, after the the regular season and put in a wildcat style quarterback, and then we started winning and won. So, um, you know, that's the bittersweet part of it for poor poor oh, Sam. Oh my. God. Yeah, that, yeah. It's re- we need to talk about that in coach's corner. That is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh. we can talk about that another time. But either way, um, you know, runs can happen. I think the God Kings could for sure go on a run. I think they will give Touchdown Nebby a great, great uh, matchup this week. But we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. I think this week for them, um, you're happy with 179, especially with uh, Antonio Gibson only giving you four points. Yeah, you seem to be still positive on antonio gibson huh me yeah um yeah i think so i mean i mean four i don't know about bad, bad this season I, i'm not sure i mean it's kind of like a well now they're they're in the playoff race so i guess so i don't i don't really know what to think of yeah. them as a team or him really i i like him as a player um and i mean that's the worst game he's had like all season maybe he had one other one that was close early but he had been playing well so i'm not too worried um okay i'm i'm i think i'm with you though about the whole football team in general but yeah yeah and i do think uh he that the god kings now may not have to worry too much about quarterback you know going forward with yes you know you know they have already have huntley now and if if Huntley plays, I think that that's a nice productive fourth quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also were able to put up the score without Keenan Allen this week, which is quite good. Being on the COVID list. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah, I made a mistake not starting Mike Williams. Um, or where did I start him? No, I did. Never mind. Um, I thought he would do more with being like, cause they had a couple of people and I think now he has COVID um, or I can't remember, but it seems like the entire NFL has COVID right now. Yeah. I think it's about to be just like all the sports get shut down for a week almost. Which is really, really unfortunate for a lot of reasons, obviously. Um, and for trivial reasons, it's, it's a bummer for fantasy sports too, of course, but hopefully they, do something to get it under control either make everybody get boosters or um delay some stuff um let's see on the pit king side i think you know i think he said it best he's it's an art the the tanking is an art here um had some beautiful zeros thrown in there to ensure that he he did what he could to stay in second place indeed um i i thought it was a spectacular tank event um, I will say there's an interesting thing came up where Zach Moss was late listed as out. And so I was like, technically he was a zero player, but I was like, it doesn't matter. 
Um, yeah, he still had some yeah. other rough performers on the bench that he could have he subbed in for. Yeah, exactly. um, it was more and it, the funny thing is, even if he had started Lamar, he only would have got a point out of him too, which is yeah. funny. Yeah, and also with Lamar going down, it made me be like, man, and TJ Hawkinson. Oh, and, yeah, um, that's a good point. Like I didn't think about break, that. Taking the, going it's a weird relief. The, the, the tank, yeah, might have been okay probably was yeah it'd be like one of those things where if he had gone off in the toilet bowl with some big weeks he would have been like you know comparing okay if i was a six seed i would have beaten this and you know you start playing those mental games Ooh, then it's hard on you yeah exactly and so don't have to worry about that if lamar's down hopefully lamar comes back though so yeah Hope so too, just for football's sake. Um, also, um, can I can I take yeah. this time to? Or let's talk about it during coach's corner. Some some other rule change talk. Okay, cool. All right. Um, let's see what else we have. Winner faces and matriarchs. Um, uh, not the the type of performance from either of these teams you want going into the playoffs. Uh, the matriarchs had only one hundred six. Uh, winner faces one of their lower games of the season at one forty three, and the winner faces are are kind of banged up right now. Um, winter faces are a little banged up. I I do think though that he has both of the Patriots running backs, and yeah. I do think that in a pinch you can play both of them and feel okay about it. You know, like if Eckler stays questionable yeah. and out, and I do know from talking with Wyatt uh, that he was going off of a lot of a lot of info coming out of Titans like media that Hilliard's the guy, Hilliard's the guy this week. And so he went like yeah. he went with him and then just didn't get the workload. But of course this Jags game was strange and terrible. That that's an embarrassing game for the Jaguars to play. It is. Like the Titans started that game and immediately were like, we're going to score a touchdown and then try to run the clock out as fast as we can, it felt like, and get off this field and be done here. We don't want Yeah, to- I loved how Vrabel like, did not even stop to acknowledge Urban Meyer, really. Well, I heard Urban didn't really acknowledge Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't know who was the aggressor yeah. of it. Like the camera angle, like showed Urban's face, which he didn't say anything. But I mean, either of them could have like tried to stop and talk, but they it was like quick handshake and go. Yeah. So well, Ray was probably like, "Well, that's the last time I'll shake his hand potentially." <laughs> yeah, for real. So. Um, but yeah, that was a weird game, and I went when I saw him starting um, Hilliard, I, I like quickly scrolled through the lineup, and I was like, "Wait, really?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess." I mean, he could have started Foreman, but. Um, but like you said, if that's what he heard, that's what he heard. Um, but just a, a lot of guys like tight ends trouble. Um, I think DJ Moore is is injured now, and so is a couple of the quarterbacks. So we'll see if Justin Fields is good to go uh, later on. Yeah, see, this is where Hunter. I'm afraid that Wyatt just sharks us, man, because I'm like, um, oh gosh, Alberto. Um, I think he might. Be <laughs> I'm not worried trip. about Alberto. He still has Hunter Henry, who is on by, who's been sluggish recently. But I don't know. I just think that tight ends magically appear sometimes. 
Yeah, they do the pro- well. And it, I was gonna say for me, I try to do that, and I always start them on like when they score one point. Like I tried to be cute this week, and I started Ricky Seals Jones over Noah Fant because he'd been struggling, and that really didn't <laughs> didn't work for me. So um, it's just tight ends are so random because it, you know, they might get a touchdown, and for a lot of them, that's where all their production comes from. Otherwise, they can just be blocking for a whole game. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Very, so we'll very see. tough to predict. Yeah. Um, on the matriarchs, uh, you know, you had to start Cam Newton, um, I guess, uh, but Roethlisberger gave you more, and man, that makes you want to puke having to imagine choosing between those two guys in the playoffs. Yeah, she will have Mac Jones. Yeah, the old point four sixer. Hey, you know, <laughs> that's that's a weather related game. Yeah, it was. Remember but that, still, I remember Baker. Remember Baker Mayfield last season. He had like those back to back games. Yes, and, and of just like hate, like just fifty mile an hour winds, and he just was like, I can't throw the ball. Like the ball is yes. unthrowable here. I do remember that. We talked about that a lot on the podcast. I think. Yeah, and so Mac Jones. Is just going to do that. And I think that's why I, I don't know if Bill Belichick will ever move from Foxborough just because the weather is his big <laughs> part of his advantage. Yeah, seriously. And he looks so like perfectly miserably comfortable in it as well. <laughs> he love he loves that. It's terrible. It's a big part of his aesthetic. Yeah. So yeah, her quarterback situation, you're not feeling great about her. You know, it's, it's like, her team, I think, is at this place where we it's very good and they have a huge a pretty good max points for. The trouble is like the consistency, like finding the players yeah. to play. Her it's not a talent. It's like but it is Right. I mean she broke the record this week this season too, so Yeah, exactly. It's more it's like she has so many good players but like a lot of her players maybe have moved teams like OBJ or coming back from injury like Hopkins or the whole Allen Robinson situation. And I, it feels like you're just sort of, it's a tough, tough to peg exactly who you want on any given week for her team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's interesting. I'm now looking at it uh, after this week updates in the all time standings. Um there will only be three of the 10 weeks that were from 2020. So 2021 has provided uh, some much higher scoring weeks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's due to higher scoring in the league or if it's been uh, maybe some teams separating a little more um, better rosters. I don't know, but uh, I think that's interesting. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. All right, I think our last matchup is the... Uh, my matchup with Noah, um, I was able to win another double win and ride a nine-game winning streak into the playoffs, which is um, both encouraging and scary. I don't know. I, sometimes that stuff freaks me out because I'm like, I'll probably lose first round. But um, it was nice to kind of make my record look just a bit better by the end. Um, it was really hurting me. I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I said this last week or not, but there was a point, um, I don't know if it was mid-season or maybe just before the midway point, where my record was, I was out of the playoff race, and I I had been decimated by injuries. Russell Wilson was out, Dalvin Cook was out, et cetera, et cetera, a bunch of receivers hurt. And um, if I had lost one more game, 
I was going to send you like over the top trade offers for my first round pick. I had already sent you some crazy ones, but um, I was going to be trying to, I was going to be really aggressive for that and consider blowing up my whole team. So I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. And you know, I think that because you, what do you have right now? No picks? Nope. No picks. Okay. But you have Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett now. Right. I have a fourth and that's it. So, uh, embracing the old, old team. Um, and depending on how long, like Jonathan Taylor and Russell Wilson last, I could get lucky and like maybe hold off until the 2024 draft to get an, another good player. Otherwise I'm going to eventually just going to have to sell my whole team for picks. So we'll see. I'm going to write it until it, you know, until the wheels fall off. But, um, this week, uh, was another solid week. I, I feel like I've the last few weeks I've been really happy, like kind of consistently scoring in that 160 to 170, 180 range. And that's right where you want to be for the playoffs. Uh, I would love to have an explosive game, but um, oftentimes that is just enough. So um, no Jonathan Taylor this week, another positive. And then my wide receivers are finally like doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And as as I say, Jonathan Taylor not being in, I mean, that's your your biggest that's the best player, right? He's literally yeah. fantasy one. Yeah. No, he's five he, overall. Yeah, he was one before his bye, now he's five. So Okay. <clears throat> but still, still pretty yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Number one running back. Um but yeah, I was happy. Um tough tough out for the Cheetahs. They were they were in it, you know, uh up until this week. Um, just they needed some luck. They did not control their own destiny, so they would have had to have had uh, Brady to lose a median game, and that wasn't going to happen this week. Nope. It was not, and, you know, just kind of, I think, I think that Noah and the Cheetahs have a lot. Like, Noah's team is so, it's so close, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest the biggest trouble is maybe the whole Trevor Lawrence situation if things don't ever get better in Jacksonville. That fear. Yeah. But he's probably someone who at worst would be like Ryan Tannehill. Late career yeah. trade. <laughs> it's people, a good... people are like, yeah, see, he wasn't terrible. <laughs> right. Could be a good comparison. I think I mean, I think you're already just hoping and praying that they just get Urban Meyer out of there and restart all over again, which I know pushes his development out probably even another year, but um, I think it'd be worth it in the long run uh, if you're rooting for Trevor Lawrence. Um, still some good things to you know be happy about. I mean, Najee Harris turned out to be amazing. He was RB3 on the year, um, and it wasn't just because he was healthy. I mean, he had some really solid, consistently scoring in the 20s weeks. Um Scored a lot of touchdowns, so we'll see what what he looks like without Big Ben. But I don't think it could be too much worse, honestly. Yeah, I think they're gonna use him. I think that's a Mike Tomlin thing. Yeah, not even a big so, big, big Ben thing. For sure. So, so I think that I think also uh, the biggest concern is maybe DK Metcalf as like you know supposed to be stapled on kind of all the time. He's yeah. just struggled ever since the bye week really only one yeah only one game of over 10 points 
Yeah, he has. And I think um, it's probably good that he's already on Noah's team. I know we can't trade right now, but I think uh, you would, I, I think uh, none of us really buy that as a long term problem. So um, I think, you know, this would be a, he, he's a great target right now for if there is an owner who maybe isn't paying close attention or overreacts to go try to get DK Metcalf for cheap if you're a young team. Um, I would I would do it because I, I don't think this will be la- lasting career wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's still got his core wide receivers: Waddle, Judy, Metcalf, and then the two young running backs, young quarterbacks: Barkley, Picks, Devonte Smith. Uh, nothing to worry about here for Noah going forward. Yeah, just another draft. Keep keep loading up. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, say the bracket real quick, and then we can talk about any uh, rule things that, that came to mind. I, I actually have one uh, I want to say. So uh, Wyatt gets the number one overall seed. He will have a bye week, and uh, the first matchup will be myself versus Katie in a rematch of last year's championship. Um, I don't know if she's set her lineup yet but because uh, I, I can't really see it the glitch but right now the projected points is 172 to 128 i'm assuming she has not made some changes but that would be a huge point differential then we have you at the second bye week spot and the last matchup will be the god kings brady hind versus ruddy rodriguez touchdown abby projected 173 to 171 which i do think will be a very close fought game yeah that one should be but I think both of these matchups will be very close. And it's tough when you can't uh look at the uh look at the game week really to do an you yeah. know to, for next week. But should be fixed tomorrow, I would imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do think that I'm kind of interested in I think the I think that I am, like, I kind of know what I'm dealing with in my side of the bracket, like in the Brady and the God Kings versus Touchdown to Abby. Of like, both those teams are good. It's like the Rogers Devontae connection show with the God Kings, and then it's mm-hmm. like Josh Allen Kittle Tyreek. Like, you know that they have those players and combinations of players that when they work together become extremely potent. Mm-hmm. Where and I feel like your team and Katie's team is like you have Jonathan Taylor and I'm really scared about Katie's team if Derrick Henry comes back. Um but there's this like your teams are unsettling to me. I not <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like they can do a they can really go off like like I still am like OBJ can go off for a thirty point game as he keeps getting worked into the Rams offense, right? Like he he might not even know the whole playbook yet, right? Like, Yeah, that's true. There's so many things. I think the thing that excites me about my team is that um, because of the bye week and the Dalvin Cook injury and the wide receiver trades, I haven't yet had a week where Taylor, Cook, Mixon are all starting with Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, and my other receivers. Um and so I'm very excited about that. Like I only have to choose four of those receivers now instead of for most of the season I was having to play um, five of them or make a tough choice between like Cooks or Mike Williams or whoever. Um, and just having to choose one of the three of Ayuk, Williams, and Cooks makes me feel so much better. Um, and I, I'm excited. I, I really like where my team is at 
currently. Yeah, and I would say that your your team's probably at like peaking at the right time. Yes. Agreed. Um as far as the toilet bowl goes, don't forget whoever uh quote unquote wins the toilet bowl and gets last place does have to pay extra for the, the thing on the trophy. Um okay, that is I have two quick things I want to say and then we can do coach's corner and end here. Um one and these are mainly so we don't forget them. I do want us to try to nail down how we're dividing up the Pro Bowl teams because I do still think that would be a lot of fun. It would be fun to talk about on the show as well. So let's get active in the chats, uh, Slack, and on Sleeper to figure out what those final pairings are so we can get that going. Lastly, I also want to throw this out too, Spicer. If you want to talk about it now, you can. Um, I mentioned somewhere I wasn't crazy about the extra point against the median. And I think maybe a potential compromise that would achieve the same results would be going back to the old way of just having one record, but manually having it to where the sixth playoff spot goes to the team with the most points for that are not in the top five. Okay, so this year it would have been the same. But what it would have also allowed, it would have allowed Aaron to have not had to tank if he didn't want to, but even though he was having bad luck um and it would it would kind of just ensure that the quote-unquote unlucky one like was still going to be able to get into the playoffs because i think it would be rare that you would have like two of those in if that makes sense like that the sixth and the seventh player would or no i'm sorry it would technically be the seventh and eighth player like would be out of the running because of that but i do think it's possible if not likely it could be messed up for the sixth player yeah what, what so, is your gut reaction so my my gut reaction is like maybe i don't i don't hate that idea i i think that my this is a qualm of like maybe doesn't matter but it's Mm -hmm. that the points for it's like it works as a tiebreaker in all the other scenarios and then it it, like for it only really matters at the bottom i guess that's okay that's fine but i think too i was also going to potentially suggest because i've heard a lot of people talk about this that your draft seating is set by max points for yes not your rank so you can tank or do whatever you want but essentially you're gonna have to sell off your team and then that really won't work yeah so i'm glad you said that i was going i have that written down on a note in my iphone (laughs) uh i wasn't going to bring it up now but i will will co-sign your uh, my name on your bill for this because i think um it, it will pretty much accomplish the same things like it actually it wouldn't have this year for aaron but that was because he started off so strongly. Um, but the, the rest of it would have been similar. I think that the reason that you want to do it too is because it keeps the um, integrity alive for the last few weeks for the teams that like are still trying to get into the playoffs, that they actually are facing a team that's trying. Yes, and, and really that this is where I was really big on it because when it, in regards to the median when you're doing the max points for thing. Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, just exactly another yeah. layer. So 
so when you do the max points for with the median, it really incentivizes the median to go up each week as well. Exactly. So yes, which is the same as yeah, same <clears throat> effect. So the thing I, so the thing I will say about the, I don't, I still don't see, I don't know why I like I don't like it better than median. I think I like the median as the, as like, a mixture of luck and consistency. Yeah, I that's, don't know. That's true. Because I think if it if it was a bigger difference in the, in the way the standing shook out, I might be more convinced. But I I think it just won't end up being that much of a difference. Yeah, I think I really do think we should do some research. I mean, to be honest with everyone, this is why I had the best ball league be this is I wanted to have another league that used the median to see with yeah. perfect scoring. And then we get like to compare it to because right. I thought that it was really interesting that there's still like a like it's not perfectly correlated even in basketball. Yeah. yeah, for sure. There's still luck. I mean, Katie's team had insane luck in best ball with points against. It was like 200 points less than most other people, I think. Yeah. Wyatt did too. But um, oh, oh, yeah, oh, just sorry. something to think about. Oh, I will say one one thing. Reason another reason about the median point, and I'm this is why I advocated in my other leagues, is when you don't play every team just once. When you have an uneven distribution of matchups, true, it yes. accounts for that, and it, it that, accounts that for true. strength of schedule. That's fair. Yep. So that's just something I wanted to throw out that I was thinking about that I just remembered. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, that I think kind of takes care of the league this week. As far as Coach's Corner goes, um, we did have a game last night against Marianne School in North Parkway. Ooh. I won, or we won the JV game, and we also won our varsity game. It was the first game we've had this year where we were winning by so much that they like do the mercy rule, run the clock, thing. So that was nice. Oh. The fi- final score ended up being forty-six to thirteen. Wow, y'all did just we, crush we f- them. We ended up, after they scored on their first basket, we did a full-court press, um, and the sc- they only had eight points until the f- the fourth quarter when we had all of our reserves in and stopped pressing. Oh, gosh. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, that's a beatdown. That's yeah. tough. But I'm glad the mercy rule exists, and it was probably nice to get home a few minutes early. It was very nice. I walked in before 9 o'clock, and I did not know what to do with myself. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'll, I always figured coaches like that. They they liked when there were games that just like, okay. Yeah, that was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, we have another game on Thursday, and uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know if anything exciting happens. Right now, we're just cruising right along, trying to stay healthy and stay towards the top of the standings for the tournament in January. Nice. Uh, speaking of tournaments, did you play in that first round of the Christmas tournament? Oh yeah, I guess that would be. Uh, it's, it's not a very good story but we did play trinity a private school here in town and uh, we for the first time this season we got like golly swaps or i don't know it's just whatever word you want to use for getting your butt kicked that's what happened Mm. uh it was a competitive game until the fourth quarter and then our guys just completely lost their mind i I don't even know what to say uh it was 20 something points by the end 
Um, just that, you know, Trinity is all white. I know, I think they may have one kid who wasn't white, but, uh, a very like fundamentally sound team, like an annoying style of basketball. They made no mistakes and it just didn't mesh well with our, our team. So kind of a bummer, but you know, it doesn't count for anything. So it's kind of good. Honestly, my spin zone is in, we get to play, replay that team for a third time that, uh, the first place team Northeast the seizure game. Um, So I think it's honestly, I think it it worked out for the best because now we get to see them for a free game that doesn't count for anything before the district tournament. So any other thing to like knock off some of the mystique around them, I think is going to be good for our boys who, you know, you could tell even in the second game, we're still a little off playing them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that that's a good spin zone. Yeah. But yeah, we have another Christmas tournament at the last week of December. So um, at that point, we'll be that'll be what championship show. So we'll see how much time it gets. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to circle back. Nice. Yes. Well, I I love keeping up. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Well, that's all I have coaching wise. Uh, any other rule things or anything else we should talk about? Um. I do. Uh, I did have a theory about football recently. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that the uh, the next. I always think like, what's going to happen in football next, right? Mm. And so we've kind of moved into like the age of the wide receiver and quarterback. I feel like right. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, with a few teams that can still not do that, and they require like special coaches or players to do it, mm-hmm. like Derrick Henry or Bill Belichick. Or Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like very specific to just pound the rock. Yeah. But I, I think that the next iteration will involve having downfield laterals. So play calls that involve like passing routes that are intentionally uh-huh. designed to have outs to like, especially man and zone coverage, right? Like, if, oh, if you can complete this pass and you need to get an out, where is it? Especially against zone. Hmm. Um, feels like a like a very Chiefs 49ers type thing. Yes, it is very. And they are on. Bad. They are both on the cutting edge of the league, so I could see it. Yeah, I think it could be a Sean McVay thing as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But my my big grand strategy was you essentially run the NFL your offense with no offensive linemen like AJ Brown and Alan Lazard and Michael Pittman players like that. You line them up as you go out with all 11 and so some of them line up as linemen but there's a number problem so they have to check in a lot you essentially check in offensive linemen every play and (laughs) you every play is a screen pass pretty much and then you're running rugby style plays off of that so you always have a throw play and then a rugby play after yes that sounds awesome yeah so (laughs) The Debo's and AJ Browns of the world will DK thrive. Metcalf. DK yeah. Metcalf, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I just need all of the best athletes in the NFL. <laughs> I need like the top one percent of the one percent of the one percent of the one percent of athletes to do this thing. Yeah. That must be how Kyle Shanahan feels. <laughs> He's just like, give me athletes. For sure. Well, I like that um that theory slash prediction. Well, we will see. 
Um, it I could see it happening. Like I said, I think there's already teams that are like just doing odd stuff. It hasn't worked as much for the Chiefs this year, but I think it's because they don't have a lot of talent outside of Tyreek Hill at wide receiver. So maybe um, if they get somebody else in the draft or a free agent next year, they can cook some of that stuff up. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, Spicer, this is the earliest uh, I've been free in a long time uh, with no responsibilities. So I'm going to peace out. I wish everyone the best of luck in the playoffs except for Katie. And I'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.